This is Joe Cole, and you're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of London is Blue podcast. As always, host Brandon Jumacos, Nick, and Dan, and gentlemen, no match review. That dropped already, as, as I know you're going to mention, Nick. This is what the hell is going to happen this week with the transfer window coming to a close. Uh, we should probably figure out where we've come from and where we still might be going. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. It's the crystal ball uh, look ahead 3000 that we're going to do here, Dan. And uh, I know you have a lot in here. Uh, there's been a lot of activity, you know, it's uh, and we could do the, uh, you know, it's at the Oscars where they do the in memoriam. You could do a large, like just grouping of folks who have left. You can do. They're not dead, uh, Nick. They're I know not they're dead. not dead. I'm just saying they've left Chelsea. That's they're all. Gone. And, and they're, they are gone. And there's, there's a bunch that have come in. The whole team's turned over. So we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the course of the week. And in my mind, this is just framing the conversation and reminding ourselves what Chelsea have actually done, because it's a lot and you don't realize it until you see Twitter threads and you see notes apps that have five or six different screenshots to try to fit it all into a a summary of what actually has transpired, Brandon. Yeah, I without a doubt. So look, we're going to walk through it. From everyone we've talked to, it's not over yet either, which is an interesting angle. So uh, we're going to break it all down. But before we get into it, we always want to say, hey, thank you to you, the listener. My guess is not only do you listen to this podcast, you probably supported us one way or another. You probably left a five-star review, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If not, please go do. Helps new Chelsea fans find us. Uh, you can always jump on the the YouTube bandwagon. All the pods are up there. Shout out to Jake. Editor Jake moving into that lane as well, helping us out. Uh, and if you want to throw some money because you got extra around, and join our Discord. It's through Patreon, is right? Patreon.com forward slash London Blue Pod. There's a lot of different ways you can help us, free and paid. We really, really appreciate it. Hopefully, you're getting maximum value out of us as we just posted a crazy month of downloads and pods. And we want to continue that surge. We can only do it with you. So again, even if you've done the five-star review, head to YouTube, subscribe. We're pushing for 30,000. Uh, Nick, the other thing is, in case you missed it, which really this is for you. Yeah, and look, uh, if you are looking for podcasts without my voice on it, you're in luck. There are plenty of them. Uh, we we did drop the Luton review on Saturday because it was a Friday match. That's not typically what we do, but, you know, timeliness is everything these days. It feels like if we drop it one hour later, it becomes obsolete. So glad the boys did that. Chelsea Youth Update that Brandon and Phil do is out last Thursday, and then the uh, the Georgie Petrovic special, which is uh, out last Wednesday, uh, we were one of the first out with that, uh, is is also there for your listening pleasure as he was announced on Saturday. So lots of really, really good stuff. We are pushing for a download record month uh, of over 400,000 downloads. We said that we did 400,000 over the last uh, 30 days. However, that was over two months. We're going for just the one month record here in August. Dan, we, we need to push for that. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen because you, the listener, are amazing. And that's just all there is to it. All right. Well, appreciate that. We've got more to go. We're going to kick it off with uh, essentially reviewing what Chelsea have already done, maybe accomplished. We've thrown our weight around again, back-to-back transfer windows, putting people on notice. Uh, I think the sign of intent 
signal of intent maybe is the, is good to see that the owners are unhappy with last season and how it fell apart in every facet of the way. Maybe a little bright light for Champions League in getting to the knockout rounds, but that was about it. I, I think between Jess and Rob and and obviously there's other people out there tracking all of these, we really appreciate it. So um, we've reposted things. If you voted on the polls, they're all there. But Dan, getting the people involved, uh, we asked them if the window ended today, how would you rate Chelsea's business? One star, the worst, four stars, the highest. How many Mario stars did you pick? Well, they're not Mario stars. That would be uh, very interesting. You can't use three at the same time. Um, it was very, very close between third, three stars and four stars. It was 49.8 for three and 43.6 for four stars with a, a curmudgeonly group saying 1.4 and and then you had two stars at 5.2 rounding out the total. And Twitter doesn't allow for five options. Otherwise, it would have used five stars or one through five scale. Uh, this is as close as you can do with Twitter, unfortunately, or X. You should have. Mm. You should have pulled out three and got one, two, four, five, and really made people pick. No, sitting <laughs> on the fence in this poll. Uh, to be fair, I think I think four kind of works, which is which is good. So um, the Nick, the, the overwhelming amount of people, well, are saying three to four, which is highly positive, right? Yep. Um, the edge goes to three because I think people are know that there's one to two gaps left, which the club are trying to address. So uh, where do you fall on this scale? I think I'm a three with the option of going to a four, depending on how this ends. And but we're I saying today. Yeah, t- today it's a three. Um, I think there's still a lot of business left to be done. Um, I think there's still some folks at Chelsea that we would rather not have at Chelsea. I think there are a couple of purchases to be made. Uh, TBD, as we'll get to later in this episode, as we do a quick transfer roundup. But I think three is probably right. Um, As we will go through, there's been an enormous volume of work done, right? And so no one can fault the total effort of everything that has gone into this window. It is a, as I think, as close to a complete squad turnover as I've ever seen, going from where we were last year to where we are now, manager included, sporting directors included, like, it is a, a massive, massive staff to turn over. I think there have been some excellent buys and excellent sales so far. And I think there have been some questionable uh, buys and sales, as we'll get to. Uh, but I think, Dan, for me, I'm going to go three, and I'm going to leave myself the option if we do this on September 2nd to go to four. Yeah, I think a four out of four, to me, doesn't even mean that it's perfect. I think does it means that you're extremely enthusiastic about what has transpired. And that's probably where I land at the moment, considering that we've seen consecutive windows over the past five to six years in some of the windows that we were not able to participate in, where we just have not been able to do the business on both sides. We've either been really good at buying or really good at selling. And this is the first one of the first times I feel like we've married the activity appropriately so that incomings and outgoings are a little more balanced. I think you can, there's a separate point or conversation around the cost of it all. And I think that's something that's a little bit more nuanced and you can kind of start to nitpick maybe individual transfers or outlay versus spend uh, or versus sold amount to try to kind of get that to a good pot part, Brandon. But ultimately to me, 
I mean, with the amount of incoming and the amount of outgoing and particularly moving on some players that we really wondered why they might still be at Chelsea, this to me is a it's a four. I can definitely understand that. I think that with how much we've moved, I would say I think I'll probably lean towards a four. I mean, I, I can understand where Nick's coming from saying there's a, probably a couple holes that we'd like to plug, maybe one to two people you'd still like to move. But all being said, I'm actually shocked that they've got as much done as they have. I've been quite impressed. So, hey, on the out, free transfers, which these could be negative marks if we just let high-value players leave, like Angola Conte left on a free. Nathan Baxter, Dujon Sterling, probably not that big of a deal. Uh, Bob Rockman, not that big of a deal. You lose Aspie, captain. They like let him go, so I believe that was a decision that was made. Honor what he's given to the club. And then Aubameyang, they actually let him go for free in order to move him off the books. So uh, outside of N'Golo Kante, you pretty much no, no big losses, I would say there. On the sold side, you've got Kaladu Koulibaly, huge wages, Kovacic, um, Edouard Mendy, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Pulisic, Kai Havertz, big wages, Mason Mount, Ethan Ampadu, Xavier Simons, Lewis Hall, Hakim Ziyech, Ben Elliott. Uh, Ziyech and Lewis Hall are on loans with obligations to buy, so we consider them to be gone. But you look at this, Nick, that is a lot of first-team players that were sold. I mean, there's what? Um, Xavier, Ben Elliott, and maybe you could say Lewis Hall were the only youth players in there. The rest of them, they're, they all played significant minutes last season. Yeah, I, I consider Lewis Hall a, a first-team player after last year. Um, he was with the first team all year. So... Um, yeah, I mean, that, that is a, you know, uh, one, two, three, four, five, five with an option of six in Ziyech who played in the Champions League run a couple of years ago. I mean, that's a, that's a big amount, um, of players that have left, uh, obviously happier with some of these sales than others. Uh, you know, I think I've been pretty honest about that throughout the, about the time that we've talked about it, Dan, but it's it was very clear at the start of the summer that something big was going to happen, and you know I think I think with the way that last season went and the new manager that came in and on a whole new club philosophy that the owners put their chips on the table and said this is the direction we're going. We're going younger. We're go we're gonna completely remake the wage bill. We're gonna get some of these high er high earners, uh, low performers off of the books, and they've done that. I mean, you can make no doubt about it. That list is chock full of of high earner, low performer types. Not all of them, but it's chock full. Yeah, to to me, and I want to get to what the listeners said in terms of how they graded it on that one for four through four scale. To me, this one is buoyed by the fact that Saudi Arabia came in and took two of these players. And so I think Chelsea were a beneficiary, like many other clubs, who had players that they wanted to move on or in areas that they wanted to refresh within their sides. And so everybody almost got like the FIFA cheat code this season if they had players to sell to Saudi Arabia. So to me, it's a three out of four, only because I think a lot of this was assisted by a... And again, you take take the market instability take the market disruption when you can and take advantage of it to your your full extent but the club got saved on a couple of deals that they were trying to get out of but when you look at the amount of money that we were able to extract for kai havertz the amount of money we will extract for mason mount to me feels like a three out of the four uh 63.5 percent of listeners said it was a four 
27.9 said it was a three, 6.3% said it was two, and then 2.4%, again, the curmudgeonly group, saying it's a one. Best and worst out of that group, I would say... I don't want to get slated for this. I think Kai Hoberts is the best because of the money we got for him. Yep. I also, it wasn't working for us, so nothing against him. Won us the Champions League. We were there. Never forget. But I think the amount of money you got for him was fantastic. Because of that, I think Koulibaly was like my second option because of the wages. Like We were stuck on Koulibaly if it weren't for Saudi. On the worst... Uh, I think for me, it's probably Mason just from like an emotional sense, but my backup is obviously Lewis Hall one for the future nailed on. And those, those are the right, those are the right picks. I know that Mason is dead to everybody and that's long gone and he's struggling and everyone's gleeful or whatever. We're talking about Mason Burstow? Backup, yep. backup striker yep. at Chelsea. He's still here, Dan. Um, the Masons. That's the only Mason I want to talk about. Yeah, but uh, those are the right picks. I mean, I, I, I definitely am on the four train, the four star train for this because I think the fact that we were able to, again, do all of this business and some of it very early on, which is critical, right? And and making all the signings that then we're going to talk about here in a little bit is fantastic. And I think when you look at you know, even doing some deals within the Premier League, I think where we typically would not want to sell to rivals, City, Arsenal, United, Newcastle, most fans seem okay with it. You know, again, I think the Lewis Hall thing to Newcastle makes no fucking sense whatsoever. I don't understand it. It literally boiled my blood last week and I couldn't even talk about it because I was busy. But it was, uh, yeah, That that's a really tough and stupid one, but... I think overall, I'm on the four-star. Yeah. No, that makes... I mean, again, I, I've said it. The volume is shocking at how quickly they moved to get players moved. Good money in return. And they did what they had to do to cut people free if they needed to. So uh, four-star train for sure. All right. We hope we've piqued your interest a little bit. But we're going to take a first ad break when we get back. Uh, we're still going, right? We're going right to uh, incomings. And there were even maybe even more than outgoings. So thank you to the sponsors. And we'll bring it back. There is no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. One of the things I love about Indeed is that they make hiring all in one place. It's easy because, well, candidates you invite are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in the search. When you get one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with a quality candidate, it makes it go faster. And when you're looking to hire, the quicker you get the right person in the role, the better. So start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That offer is good for a limited time. So claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com forward slash blue wire sports. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com forward slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. All right, Dan, real quick. I think there's a newsletter coming up this week. There will be, yeah. Sam is going to have another one. I imagine it's going to have some thoughts around the Luton Town match and things that he observed. I, you know, I, I maybe suggested 
I'd love to hear more about what he's seen from Connor Gallagher over the first couple of matches. Uh, we're also going to drop a pod on Wednesday as well, uh, day of the League Cup match. And that's where Sam and I are going to go into an analysis of the first three games, looking at specifically any themes that we've identified for how Pochettino is setting up the side and demystifying the fact that Chelsea are playing some type of back three. That is not reality. And we're going to break that down as to why that's actually not the case. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sam is just such a, a funny follow on Twitter, too. It's just that, except long form in a newsletter. You'll you'll appreciate it. All right, so um, let's see. We've still got some players going out here. So what? how do you want to tackle this section, Dan? Because uh, not everybody that here last season is still here this season, quite obviously. Yeah, to, to me, it's more just a, it's a reference point. Before gotcha. we get to the signing, so that's like loans expired, right? Zacario didn't renew that loan, didn't extend it, didn't action on a sale. Joao Felix, much to the desire of many people, in a way that I do not understand the attraction, did not get renewed. And no one in Europe is looking to pick up the phone and bring him to their team, which is the biggest sign to me that like that's wild. By the way, every, everyone free. is making a conscious decision to go not bring him onto their team. There are plenty of teams who could argue that maybe he would have benefited them. And I don't know if it was the Chelsea experience or what's happened with him in Madrid, but there's just not a good vibe at the moment. And so to me, the aura is good at Chelsea right now. The aura needs to remain intact. Do not fuck with the aura. All right. Uh, on the release side, which is usually academy players that just are not going to get another contract after their first contract, uh, but you have Bakayoko, who was released, Ethan Wadey, Prince Adekoke, Jaden Wareham, Brian Fiabema, Juan Castillo, Joe Haig, Sam McClelland, Malik Mothersill, Silko Thomas, Sami Salamkhani, Derek Abu, Henry Lawrence, and then Tudor Mendel Idabu. I'll touch on this one real quick. If you haven't listened, Phil and I talked about him. Not a lot. But this young gentleman was like looking between the best private academy in London or going abroad to be a professional football player. Like he had every option in the world at his fingertips and he was trying to figure out, do I go be brilliant? Do I go play football? And kudos to him. He's trying to figure out a way to do both. Um, but I know that there were some highlight reels at the end of last season showing his on-the-ball skill. He still was very rough around the edges and had some um, kind of game side of it tactics to, to figure out, but he's one to watch for the future. All the best. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back to Chelsea, even if the academy to train in the offseason just because they have a good relationship. But we've signed a bunch, Nick. So... Bakayoko? Uh, Did we sign Bakayoko again? The opposite. We unsigned him. Ah, okay. So instead, you run through the signed uh, so you can catch up on your um, words per pod average. Yeah, the here. pod minutes, need to. you need to get them in the rotation here. Wow. Getting them reps. Wow. Getting them reps. The, <laughs> the, the guy who's been on more pods than either one of you in the history of our show. We could Yeah, I feel pretty good about this. Um, and Kunku. Uh, is a guy that we signed to too much fanfare and who now unfortunately is hurt, and that is a huge bummer for all of us. Uh, new fan favorite and recent goal scorer, Nicholas Jackson from Villarreal. Uh, Diego Moreira from Benfica, tricky winger. Still don't know what's going to happen with him quite yet. Uh, and hello, Gabriel, who's now, of course, 
uh, with our uh, Blue Co friends at Strasbourg, uh, David Washington, who uh, Dan, uh, you and Nath and Jess did a wonderful special on uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, he signed from Santos along with Angelo. Uh, and he is also off uh, Robert Sanchez uh, from Brighton, um, the goalkeeper that we all wanted for sure. Uh, Axel de Sassi uh, from Monaco, who has started every single match of our season so far. Uh, Leslie Gochukwu from Stad Run, uh, who is getting some minutes and we will probably see play on Wednesday. Uh, Moises Caicedo, ever heard of him? Uh, there was no protracted transfer negotiation there, so feel pretty good about that. Uh, Joe Shield's son, Romeo Lavia uh, from Southampton, <laughs> Georgi Petrovic, uh, recent signing uh, officially announced on Saturday. Uh, from the New England Revolution, just as we all suspected at the beginning of the window. Uh, and he is going to be either our second or first string goalkeeper. We don't know exactly quite yet. Um, the development squad in U18s, I'll let Brandon take because he is uh, the, uh, him and Chelsea Youth are the Youth and Academy squad masters. Yeah, big win with Ishi Samuel Smith coming from Everton. Alex Matos coming from Norwich. Uh, Duan Richards will be joining. Once he is whisper, oh, whisper, 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 the right age nice as job, well. Man. That was good. Ollie Harrison from Newcastle and Kendry Pies again. Uh, they will be joining upon their, I think, 16th uh, birthday. Je- Jess and Nath got me hyped on Pies. Oh, they were, they were all like, this kid is the truth, the truth, yeah. the truth. Yeah, yeah, very, very exciting with that. So the question goes out. You look at the incomings, uh, Petrovic in there. Uh, making sure we get the goalkeeper love. As of right now, how would you rate this window of incomings? You got one, two, three, four as well, Dan. It almost feels like a copy-paste from the overall poll. Yeah, just about 50%. 49.8 said four. 44.5 said three. 4.4% said two. And again, the 1.3, you're just screwing with me, clearly. You, You left one star. I think ultimately to me, if Christopher Nkunku was playing and not injured, it's it it is absolutely a four. Like I think the only reason you would rate it at a three right now is maybe you have questions about the amount we paid or how the deals were put together, or maybe not having pathways for some of these players due to weird loan stuff that we still have to discuss as well. But ultimately to me, it's a four. You've you've completely rebuilt the midfield. We are getting attackers. We are building up our defense. We Not every one of them is going to hit, but in terms of being able to execute at this level in this type of way, like, it, it, is, it is thrown every fan. of Every other opposition fan, Nick, is pissed off and screaming to high heaven about Chelsea destroying the game and how unfair it is and how we should be investigated, and there should be FPP violations and point docking because they're just unhappy that their club hasn't done the same type of activity to try and reset and rebuild, to reinforce and go try to win, you know, maybe not necessarily the Premier League this year, but go and actually compete in the Premier League. Yeah, I've already done my loophole rant, so I I won't do that again for a second time. And boy, did that get some traction. Um, (laughs) Had some opposition fans who were not so thrilled with my loophole rant, but you know, here we are. Who cares? Um, Yeah. I mean, look, I still have major questions about the goalkeeper position. I still have major questions about the attack. I think the midfield is set for the next eight years contractually. Um, (laughs) I think uh, both right and left back are semi-stable. I think the center backs are, are, are really well stocked. And so I think 
we have half of a team that seems really well stacked and we have half of a team that is not so certain, right? And to me, Brandon, that means I'm in the three category with the option to go to a four by the end of this. Just as it stands today, I have major questions about why you sign Ugo Chukwu and Lavia in the same window when they are essentially the same player, um, you know, and I, I don't understand that. That's a lot of money that was spent. Uh, we have a, we signed a bunch of young guys who are not going to see first team minutes for some time, right? And Angelo and David Washington and Marrera and those types. And so I, I think this was like half for now, half for the future. And so I'm going to go with a three because of that. Sure. Um, I think... I think as it stands now, I'm I'm leaning towards a four. I think if you're to freeze the roster today, I'm happy Gallagher stays. I'm happy Trevo stays. I'm happy enough that we got Petrovic uh, with Sanchez. Like, yeah, the only big gap, and I think it can be filled by Broya, was that striker position. I mean, the fact that Nkunku and Carney went down is insane luck at that number 10 position. So I think overall, Malagusta looks good. Uh, Matson is still on the roster, right? So like we have too many left backs as of right now in this moment. That's probably your your concern. So I'll, I'll lean heavy in the fact that we rebuilt our midfield, I think three times over. We've actually overbuilt our midfield. We have too many. We like we Santos went out on loan late, but to your point, Gachukwu, Lavia, Casado, Enzo, Connor, like we we have too many. It's Santos from last window. Right. So like my point being the guys that are here is is we over index, but we should be foolproof. It, the midfield should not be an issue at all this season, which means we'll find another uh deficiency, which I don't know, I guess a good problem to have, like if is our biggest problem is that we just stockpile too many player good players we have to figure out how to deal with. Are we ready today? No. Like we didn't go buy all the the best players today in their peak and prime, but in two, three, four seasons, in theory, this team on paper should be really dangerous. Well, now well, hope for Neymar, baby. You know? Come on. No, that, nobody. That, okay. that deal was pretty insane. <laughs> um Okay, some of those players that came in also went on loan. Other players that were here went on loan. So we should balance that with the loans because this is squad composition, uh, de player development, managing their their development to get to where we want them to be. Uh, David Dottro Fafana went to Union Berlin early. Looks great. Teddy Sherman Lowe is going to Bromley. Young, young goalkeeper. Huge frame. Going to get minutes. Sounds good. Omari Hutchinson went to Ipswich Town. Getting minutes. In the championship, good to see. Dion Rankin went to Exeter City. Charlie Webster. Heronveen went to the Dutch League. He should get really good minutes and challenge him because I think he has a year left on his contract. Uh, Angelo went to Th went to Strasbourg, like we said. Gago Slanino went to the uh, Belgian League. He's gonna He's been playing both games, so that looks really good. Harvey Vales just scored for Bristol City. That looks good. Chester A. Cassidy went to Leicester City. Seems good. Italian youth national team coach there. Andre Santos at Nottingham Forest. 50-50. Caparita Balaga went to Real Madrid. Fan freaking tastic. And then the last that are still available, Lucas Bergstrom, Eddie Beach, two goalkeepers, and then Tino Andrin, a bit of a forgotten man, Dan. Uh, loan business seems to be pretty tidy. Yeah, and you're going to see 
more this week. Like, so Bergstrom, Beach, Andrin, particularly if they're going to get loans in England or in most of the European leagues, it's the end of the week. You got to get it done. And there are also others who may be interesting ones. The issue is going to be we're right up against that cap number of seven international loans. So if you can't find a domestic solution, like maybe something where Andre Santos might have been someone who would have benefited and been like a primary starter in another league in Europe ends up going to Nottingham Forest because you know, we're now in this situation where we've loaned Keppa, we've loaned Ziesch, we potentially might loan Lukaku. We're loaned you know, like it, it just it's gotten a little interesting because of the rules that are in place, Nick. But I think ultimately there's a couple really good ones or ones that look good so far getting David Dr. Fafana out into a positive loan, Slonina into a loan that looks really good for him. I think a lot of them, the loans are going to be more wait and see. If we are 10 to 15 matches in the season, as we get closer to the winter time and we've not seen significant minutes for some of these players, that would be a effectively a failed loan unless they can turn around in the second half. Yeah. I think we've seen over the last, you know, 10 years that not all loans are created equal. Right. And sometimes it's the club that we loan the player to, um, isn't, you know, doesn't really use them or has a coaching change and that player is no longer in favor. All that sort of stuff can happen. And then some loans are incredible. You know, we've seen a lot of players, you know, like Reese James go out on loan, you know, and get the captain's armband at the last game of the season and, and then, you know, leave to great fanfare and help, Wigan in their time of administration, you know, stay in, in the, in the, uh, in the league. So it's, it's a, it's a really kind of a crapshoot deal, right? I think in no world did I expect Kappa to go out on loan or Ziesh to go out on loan, or even potentially someone uh, that we'll talk about in a second, Lukaku to go out on a loan. Like all this stuff is screwing with our kind of seven spots that we have. And so, you know, let's see what happens here, but it's a very hit and miss in this list for me. Like Cassidy is an excellent loan. Uh, you know, I th- I hope that Slonina is a good loan, but you know, the, you know, Dacho Fafana is going to be a good loan, but the rest of them are kind of TBD. I would say, I now understand why we had to have two directors. The volume of business has been insane. One man alone couldn't do it. I get it. It's been busy. Uh, We're going to take a last ad break. When we get back, there are still, as Nick alluded to, a handful of names that could leave this week. We are going to play a dangerous game of who stays, who goes after the break. So thank you to the sponsors, and we'll be right back. Are you missing out on your favorite show because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce NordVPN. If you're bored of U.S. streaming services, why not take it for a spin in the U.K.? using NordVPN, and at the click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you. With 5,000-plus server options, no show is out of your reach. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash londonisblue, you know, like the name of the podcast, to get a huge discount off of your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. We all love to binge, but privacy is a big deal, too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted, so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. 
threat protection. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there is literally no risk to you with their 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll send you a refund, and you can pretend the entire situation never happened, just like Chelsea's 2022-2023 season. Check out my link at nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue to get your subscription started today. Nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna gamble a little bit here with the futures of players. This won't be clipped at all, so don't worry, Nick, Dan. Just say what <laughs> yeah, your sure. heart says. Definitely. Sure. Our Discord will not tag us in anything. But Free to leave. Looks like Malang Sar, Pochettino's favorite player. <laughs> Callum Hudson-Odoi. What a dumb question. Tough what look, a though. Absolutely look. dumb question on the back of that game to ask the question about a player that most likely Pochettino's never even spoken to, clearly, in terms of who he's evaluating. And I don't know. Waste of time. Got him. It, it got him. You know, right... Right or wrong, <laughs> it got that objective. Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi also looks free to leave. Uh, some chats with Fulham and maybe Nottingham Force at this point. Matt Law, if you guys here on the pods, he wants him. He thinks Callum should stay and give him a chance. As far as transfers go, we know that Trevor Chalaba has interest from Nottingham Forest, Inter Milan, Bayern Munich, Connor Gallagher from West Ham and Spurs, Ian Matson from West Ham. Armando Broya from apparently AC Milan. AC Milan is doing a lot of business with Chelsea. And then the known interest for loans would be Romelu Lukaku at AS Roma and Tino Andrin from a handful of League One clubs. So we also could add Mark Kukurea, who we'll talk about shortly from Manchester United as another one that's got some serious buzz at the moment. Probably from the Chelsea fans, just yeah, really, really I reposting that, giving it a that lot. When of, I see it. So, uh, how many do you think will leave by the end of the week? Is the horrific question that Dan has placed uh, in front of us. If you want to know what the listeners on Twitter said, um, zero to one, only nine percent. Two, forty-one percent. Three, thirty-three percent. And four or more, sixteen percent. So you'd see the business is probably two to three. What do you think, Dan? You've had the most time in front of the script to think about it. I think it's three to four plus because there's a lot of players who are still in and around the first team squad. I mean, David Washington would be one that we would maybe think about. Does he end up getting, seems like maybe might get lose out on his Strasbourg loan due to the Lukaku situation. Like Kukurea is a more recent one with the Manchester United links. Like I, I generally think this is trending towards the three to four uh, without much, much challenge. Like I think the ones like Trev Chalaba is an interesting question. I feel like Connor is done. I feel like Connor is a lock to stay at this point, given how impactful he's been over the last couple of matches, how he's continued to grow into it. The injuries that Chelsea have right now, the versatility he provides into the team. Like he was making, you know, Enzo and Caicedo better, just like Caicedo was making, you know, Gallagher and and Enzo better. It was a really, really great combination. Uh, combination, and we know Lavia isn't ready to go yet. You know, maybe he gets to play on Wednesday, maybe he has to wait until the weekend. Poch said he needs to get him back up to the fitness that he is his, his expectation for. And 
if Kugrea goes, then Matson's going to stay. So like, there's just a whole lot here, Nick. But to me, the three to four, the three of the four plus is more likely than the two, two or zero to one. Four plus. Uh, Sar will almost certainly go. Callum will almost certainly go. Lukaku should almost certainly go. Uh, would not surprise me if Andrin, uh was sold uh, or or loaned, but I think sold could be an option. Um, I think the one to actually look for is Broya. Uh, you know, Naz has said for weeks that it's not certain that Broya is going to stay this year. And if Chelsea are looking at some sort of like high-priced attacking option, then the make weight would be Broya almost certainly. Um and I agree with the others. Like, I don't know if, if Trav will leave. I don't know if I, it doesn't seem like Connor's going to leave. I don't think Matson's going to leave at this point um, just because of the Kukurea stuff that we'll talk about in a second. But, you know, it's also interesting to kind of think about what happens with Uchuku as well. Um, if, if Connor stays, the midfield four kind of seems like it's, you know, pretty set with. Enzo, Caicedo, Lavia, and, and Connor. And so I don't know what would happen with, with Leslie in that in that case. So I yeah, I almost certainly think it's four or more. The biggest problem is Romelu Lukaku on loan and potentially Cucurella out of nowhere on loan. That locks everything else up. I think that those are your concerns. It well, Cucurella is not an issue because it's yeah, a domestic, domestic loan and not yeah. international. But you still have limitations. Domestic, yeah. Not do, not in the looser. not not the seven cap though. He yeah. doesn't count against the seven. That's really worth hamstringing us right now. It's well either way. It's going to cause problems because let's say there was an Ian Matson potential. Now this slows everything down. So just the fact that we're now at the back end of the business window and things are hastily being put together, I think Chelsea need to get aggressive and and sell some players like Malong Sar. They're not going to cut his contract. I don't think right. So like. He's on a hundred thousand a week. Yeah, saw that tweet. A um, hundred thousand a week because he I, came for no, free. Great for him. Like, yeah, yeah. I always want I, go get your money. We we live in a capitalist society. Like, go get your money, man. Like, no one's. But like, well, we, we do. Not everybody does. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We we over here in the states do. But like, I think that is a it's a disaster a piece of business that we did. The previous administration did. So, like. I don't know. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to find some deals here in a really tight part of the time. I think the Trevor with a knock and not being healthy to go probably forces him to stay. I think Connor seems like the buzz has gone down, but Ian Matson and Broya, there's still heavy buzz around them. And with Broya not being fit yet, and Ian Matson um, only getting little minutes here and there, I think the door's still open. But the the big the big one is Romelu Lukaku. There's no doubt about it. You can say something, Dan, because I'm about to go on a tangent with Romelu. Okay, before you do, Matson has contract negotiations underway with Chelsea. That is something that would need to be secured. If Chelsea feel like they're in a good position to get that across the line, Matson has come in under Pochettino in the Premier League ahead of Mark Kukurea. Like, that's all you need to know from a pecking order perspective about yeah. where everybody ranks. And so to me... Like, this is just a matter of 
as long as they get his deal done and they can come up with a good fee for with United, like they will find a way, make a way. And we'll talk about the specifics of who else is on offer, but I will let you go on your Lukaku tear. I'm sorry for interrupting it. I just wanted no, to make sure I good. made my matzo point clear. No, so there's just a tweet from Fabrizio in 12 minutes ago, right? And saying that AS Roma uh, want Romelu Lukaku deal done by today, which would be Monday UK. It says negotiations took place on Sunday night with Chelsea and players side after 5 million euro loan fee proposed, which is less than half of what Chelsea were looking for. I think they were looking for like 8 to 10 British, great British pounds. Roma are really pushing to get it sealed. No mandatory buy clause included in the deal, obviously. I, I tell you what, guys, if his option, so let's say at the beginning of the summer, it was always Saudi Arabia, then Inter. Decide to close the Inter door. All right, opens Juventus door. Great. They've got some bad blood, but he's open to it. Closes that door. Now opens AS Roma, and what I'm shocked with, Nick, is the easy decision is to go to Saudi Arabia. Fresh start. Everyone will love him. Bags of cash. If he goes to AS Roma, goes back to Serie A with two teams that loathe him, he's already had a hard enough time there. I'm actually almost, like, respect the guy for taking, like, what will surely be way harder of a path than going to Saudi Arabia. Uh, but I also don't get it why he put himself in that situation. Yeah, I mean, this is just dumb after dumb after dumb. You know, like the whole saga is stupid. His decision making has has been ridiculously bad throughout this process. And this, by the way, is not a good deal for Chelsea to loan him again. It is bad business across the board. Um, you need him out of the squad. And I get that. But like he still will have the amortized wages that we're going to be paying on forever. And it's, it's just like, you just hope Saudi Arabia comes with a crazy ass deal and gets it done. Doesn't look like it's going to happen, but fuck me, man. This is just so difficult. Uh, so just two things. One. So Matt had the other reporting on this was that Chelsea's desires for a loan fee somewhere in the eight to 10 range, which starts to eat into the, annual fee that we pay based upon the full transfer fee and that Lukaku is expected to take a reduction in wages as a part of this. And they are pushing not just for a one year reduction, but they are pushing for a reduction of each year remaining on the contract. It's and so awesome. Like this is, it's a this great push. So this is the thing where it's like, if you really want to go play there, if you really want to be in Syria, you now have to show how much you want it. And you're going to show like, just like we are on the hook for dollars, you are going to be on the hook for losing dollars now. And so like, I get where you're saying that it's not a great deal for Chelsea because yeah, you know what? It would have been great is if Lukaku was a valuable contributor and everything we paid for him came good. And we do not live in that reality. Unfortunately, we live in the reality where he absolutely screwed around with the club and with the fans and with, other clubs as he tried to negotiate a different deal in a different situation. And everybody is in the middle of a shitstorm with this. And so like the thing is like, let's just get out of it and remove the temptation for the headline, which would be like, if Chelsea went on a bad run, someone says like, when will Pochettino consider Lukaku? Like, I don't want that. Like get that out of the, get that out of the option realm for us and just get him someplace else. He would have to 
lose out on money to play football. But he's spoiled for choice, right? Like, this is no empathy or, like, no one feels bad for him. He could go to Saudi Arabia, keep the bag, get the money, play. But if he wants to go to Italy, a competitive league, no one else wants him. So he's going to have to take a cut, and that's on him. Third option is he sits and just does not play. Apparently, he's been in Belgium in the last couple of weeks, Nick. He's not even been around. Good. I mean, we don't, again, Dan said, don't fuck with the aura earlier. Don't fuck with the aura. We don't need, I mean, he clearly isn't going to be here. There's no need to have him around. Like, this is a, what Chelsea are doing is a professional courtesy that, you know, when you talked to Matt two weeks ago, they don't owe him the professional courtesy. He's screwed this up from top to bottom. Like, he's made bad choices every step of the way. And, you know, this could have been done in June. Like, he could have been, you know, if, if Inter Milan had any cash or if Juventus didn't need to offload a similar asset in Vlavic that they, you know, Chelsea certainly don't want, this could have been done. But, you know, his own decision-making has caused this. So, you know, he's going to have to to owe it in. And I, I don't know. I, it is just simply the worst transfer in Chelsea's history. And as, if, we are, if we are rid of it, it will help everybody. The real question is, how long does it take him to upset the Roma fans. <laughs> I mean, usually end of season, unless you're Chelsea and he does a, an October interview drop. Oh uh, boy. I, I wonder if they have a, uh, a, a manager that can really piss off any players and, you know, make them feel bad about themselves midway through the season. Oh, they wait a minute. Yeah, they do. They maybe, do. And maybe I, I love Jose, but those two cannot get along. Like, you- you want to know the the most amazing like scenario, if you want to call it the silverest of silver linings in this situation, Roma, Jose, they all fall in love with him. Swap for Tammy coming off his injury. Okay. I, yeah, silverest yeah, okay. of linings. Yeah, that, you know what? <laughs> I, will be, I will take the optimistic side and go, I believe in you, Brandon. Make that come to reality. That, like, that's great. That would be awesome. Because uh, Tammy's not going to be in his shadow again. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> all right, Dan, what is this Cucurella nonsense to United? I mean, surely this is just all, all Twitter clickbait, right? Well, I mean, Fabricio dropped it. I mean, we know that Luke Shaw has what looks to be a longer-term injury for United. Aaron Ten Hag is looking for a replacement. There was reports from Matt that Alonso and Regulon from Spurs. So Alonso from Barcelona, formerly of Chelsea, and Regulon from Spurs are other options that they're considering. But Barcelona is poo-pooing the idea that they would be willing to give up Alonso. And Regulon, according to Matt, is closer to a Fulham move, which opens the door to Mark Kukurea being the solution for Aaron Ten Hag at left back for the remainder of the season. And look, I read all of the people criticizing the statement I made on on Twitter, which was like, oh, hey, you're you're strengthening a rival by adding him. No, we're not. We are weird or we're we're suckers to accept a deal where we're not, there's no obligation to buy. No, no, we're not. Like one year closer to being near the end of his contract allows you to get to a point where you actually could move him next year. Whereas like there just is no movement. There is no other way to get him out and you already know Pochettino just by who he's putting in the game prefers Ian Matson to Mark Kukurea. So let's support the manager. Let's support a player who's shown dynamism in different positions, not just in the left back position, but all across the pitch and keep that player 
versus having to lose that player because we keep Kukure around? It's it's a loan. Like I, I get where you're going with it. You've woven the fabric. It's there. Unlike uh, Lukaku, this is definitely our fault, and they're gonna have to figure out a way to eat that at some point. It would that's be that's a problem for future Chelsea, though. Future yeah. Joe Shields, future Paul and Stanley, even, <laughs> future even, Lawrence Stewart, even future just getting Todd even just getting wages with him and just off the exactly. roster a little bit further away from the team, giving Ian Matson just the freedom to to be in, integrated in the squad and forced to use him at times. I mean, that's the win-win. I think, Nick, I'm just more surprised that this is even an option at this point. I think they're looking at, you know, a few, you know, obviously different players, but it looks like they want a Premier League-ready type player. Maybe he wants, like, a very harassing type outside back, which Kukurella most certainly is. I don't know what is going on at Manchester United. I'm sorry. United, I'll but stop I asking like questions. We'll start like accepting. <laughs> massive, massive <laughs> kudos don't, to Ten Hag. Don't let this get clipped for the United supporters. Come on. No, massive, massive credit to Ten Hag for being such a visionary, you know? It's uh, going to be really funny just in the sense that uh, Arsenal and United fans, if this happens, are going to be really upset uh, with their ownership after that. Um, some other interesting links and things like that is Alonso from Barca. Just kidding. Um, where do you want to go with the attackers? Here's my problem, Dan. Potch said in his last presser, they need a goalkeeper, which Petrovic, check, and an attacker, potentially someone who plays a 7, 10, or 11, essentially out wide or through the middle. That's said, that's kudos, and he just went to West Ham. He said anywhere across the front, so it depends Day upon of how sadness. you grade that. Day of sadness. Kudos is gone. I was going to say, actually, that's why Nick gave it a lower rating previously. It was a three rising to a four if Kudus was striking balls on the back of the nets for, mm -hmm. for Chelsea this season. Um, so Barcola doesn't seem likely, right? So Lise fell through. Doesn't seem like there's a ton of substantial links, but everything is starting. They're starting to be the bubbling beneath the surface that something might happen on the attacking front within the last couple of days. And I think the Fabrizio tweet or the comment he made today was that Chelsea don't want to get caught out again, which I always appreciate when we can get a deal done and nobody sniffs it until basically a medical is being done and the paperwork is good, good to go. Like best type of best type of deal. Do that all the time. 100%. Leave us in suspense. Um, so if we can do one of those deals, fantastic. I think the question is who that is that's going to be. Um, you know, I think there's a, there are interesting names out there. I mean, I think the the Shirky name's been brought up again. Uh, there are others. I just I I don't think it's going to be an obvious name like that. That's that's my feeling, right? It's not going to be most likely someone from the Premier League because I think Premier League teams are kind of sorted. They they don't want to screw with their teams anymore. Like they're all looking to add. They're not looking to get rid of necessarily unless it's like a periphery player like i know there were even links you know i think uh, alex or somebody was was saying hey nunez nunez for a couple of hours and then nunez goes and scores two goals for liverpool in quick succession like that, that was never gonna happen there's no way they're letting never. him leave this window um so yeah i'll be interesting to see i just know that uh i feel bad for sam because there's going to be an emergency pod at some point this week that we will have to do on very, very limited research. Yeah, I mean, if it were me, 
And and this the injury scenario is that you're gonna get Carnes hopefully back in let's call it eight weeks, right? And Nkunku back a few months after that. And both of those players have shown capacity to play the number 10 spot. I, I just simply don't go after a number 10 at this point. I think I go after a winger if you're not 100% sold on Mudrik or Madueke, which it doesn't seem as if Poch is, then I would go after a winger or I would go after a really gutsy play at striker and play two up top with Jackson, um, which could be a, a really fascinating thing to see how the team does because Jackson's played off of another striker at Villarreal before, right? So this is all possible. Um, but I just simply don't create a lot. Don't create an unnecessary log jam at number 10. If you have Connor who can play in an advanced role up there, or you can throw Enzo as an advanced role up there, like get someone on the wing if you aren't sure, or go after someone who's going to put the ball in the back of the fucking net. Like that's, that's, that's all I would really want. More shots. It is, it is a high volume shooter. That, that is the, that is the solution in attack that's missing right now. That is the profile of person that Chelsea are looking to add because even in the match against Luton Town, you could have argued we should have taken more shots. Yeah. We got to stop walking the ball into the back of the fucking net. Like we have to take shots. We have to test these like below average Premier League goalkeepers, even if they do stand on their head when they play us, as Brandon well knows. We we gotta pepper the goal. I mean, if you look at what City does, if you look at what Arsenal did last year and the teams who who play really good football, it's 15, 20 shots a game, right? And and probably about forty to fifty percent of those are on target. Right. That's where we gotta be. Yeah. I mean, I know Seb C was was pushing for Kola Moani, but it's gonna be big bucks and to your point, probably at the expense of Broya. And it doesn't seem like Chelsea are even looking over there uh in germany so uh there's a bunch of bargain buys in france i mean we all know france is the hotbed for up-and-coming talent look at all the french players we have and the league on players that we have so well, uh, I, ba- balligan was the main link last week right and that would have made a ton of sense because he was a high yep. volume shooter and he came off a really great season he's usa international like that that would have fit the bill and apparently we were just not willing to go there with arsenal because of the premier league tax and so you you understand that right but yeah, it's it's just a uh, it's it's a difficult thing to find the right fit this late in the window. It's why you don't wait. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe they go for Amina Guiri, which I, I butcher because I don't speak French for shit, and I apologize. Those are going to be the sneaky ones that I think you go for. But again, it's like uh, you know, Broya hopefully is is you know within weeks away of, of returning to match fitness and able to play some minutes, and you see what you get from him. But um, it's going to be hectic. There's no doubt. That is the one thing we can promise that Chelsea are going to do something wild in the next four days. It's Lee proven, Parker time, baby. Proven, proven player. That's who I want. Proven, not experiment. We have a lot of young experimental talents on the team. This purchase has to be someone who can have an impact until Nkunku gets back and contributes to those goals. Dan, predict it. Come on. Oh, I, I have no idea. All right, um, all right. All if right. we sign someone, it's from Portugal or France. Yeah, makes sense. All right. Well, look, we got Matt Law, so we'll pepper him as well this week. Uh, obviously, you got Sam. We got more more content coming at you all week, as we always do. 
Uh, we've got Nick on loan for a few days. Yeah, it's it's fucking uh, <laughs> League Cup this week too, which oh, means yeah. we're gonna get to see the young. I think it's gonna be a fun, fun game against Wimbledon. We'll get to see some of the players who we haven't seen so far. We're probably get to see Matson. Probably get to see Ugachukwu. Maybe Lavia. Like I think I think it could be a fun, you know, kind of lineup for for Wednesday and hopefully giving rest to players who've been under the cost so far. So yeah. Well, we only we only have two games left. This the two games before the international break. So it's important that we get a chance to see, you know, some of these players get an opportunity to either impress or to make the decision that the club is about to make. Pochettino was talking about tough decisions and getting the squad size down. It might make it easier for him. So lots on the line come Wednesday. All right. I'm excited for it. Uh, It is middle of the day, work day. Would that be correct? Yeah, of course. So I want to see if people listen to the end of our pods. I need suggestions for my uh, my reason to block my calendar on this Wednesday. So if you're still listening, you've got some good ideas of what I should put as my calendar blocker. Let me know. I just might use it, take a photo, put it out there. But I need D- some crowdsourced ideas. Dentist is always good. Dentist is believable. Always works. Yeah. Once every six months, though. You know, you can't really reuse that one over and over. I go to the dentist every week, baby. Come on now. I can tell with the pearly whites. All right, just fans, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Let us know if you disagree on social, as always. If you did agree, definitely let us know on social so we can retweet it. But anyways, that's going to wrap. Until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.